This is episode 332, Breaking the Cycle of Broken Relationships with Jade. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, all my veteran listeners who've been with me for years and years and all the new listeners. Welcome, welcome. So happy to have you here. I have another great coaching episode for you today. As usual, even if the title doesn't resonate with you, have a listen because usually something will jump out at you that you're like, oh, that's why I listened to this episode. This is totally for me. I shared last week, I will be taking off three months for maternity leave, but I'm still going to be airing fresh episodes, which means I'm recording a lot in the next two months. So this is your chance to book a session with me. This is your chance to get coached on the podcast. If you want to apply for a session, just go to christinehassler.com slash waitlist. And the amazing Kim who works with me will get you booked in and it will be wonderful to talk to you. And if you've been on the fence for a while and you're nervous. I have heard from so many people who've been coached on the show. They've just gotten so much value out of it. Yeah, they're nervous at the beginning, but once we start talking and you realize it's not live, I mean, I I air an unedited version, but when it's recorded, it's just you and me talking and the, the nerves go out. And there's something about the container of this podcast, this tribe, these people that listen to the show, you listening right now, you're all amazing. We get the kindest emails from people. I get the most amazing shares on Instagram, people that end up coming into any of our programs, my women's retreat or the inner child workshop or be the queen or elementum coaching Institute from the podcast are just amazing. It's such a loving, compassionate, welcoming community. So know that when you're coached on the show, people aren't listening going, oh, Who's this person? They're not sitting there judging you. They're getting so much value from what you're sharing. So I really welcome you to step into vulnerability, which requires a lot of courage, and apply to book a session with me to be coached on the show. And again, that's christinehassler.com slash waitlist. All right, today's episode is with Jade, who wants to break the cycle of being in broken and toxic relationships. So as you're listening to this episode, consider... Do you have a pattern of being an on-again, off-again, more broken kind of relationships? Did you grow up with a parent who was pretty hard on you? Did you hear the phrase, I'm really disappointed in you, a lot? When you do try to break up with people or end toxic relationships or just relationships that aren't serving you, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friend relationship, are you often feeling so guilty and worried about upsetting the other person and that often stops you from doing the breakup or keeping your boundary of the breakup? And finally, do you really feel empowered in your life in general and specifically in relationships? Or do you find yourself so consumed with the fear of rejection sometimes that you're at the whim of other people's approval or validation? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Jade. Jade, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I have been dealing with a lot of anxiety and just 
dealing with broken relationships um, romantically, or I guess more so toxic relationships, I should say. And I'm just trying to figure out how I can correlate that to my inner child. I know that you speak about that a lot, and I've been trying to do a lot of digging, but there hasn't been something that just pops out at me. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have had like a pretty decent upbringing with nothing like abusive or anything like that. But I just feel like these patterns that I continue to get myself in um, romantically might have a correlation to that, but I'm just not quite sure. Great question. What are the patterns? Well, the current relationship that I'm in, um, I've been in this relationship for about three years now. Um, We've been together on and off. And it's just been like instances of like cheating or there was an instance of like um, domestic violence at one point, but that was like the only situation. But I just find myself still continuing to give this person chance after chance after chance because I'm like, well, hopefully maybe they'll change. They say that they're going to change. And it's just kind of like a lot of empty promises. And I've seen a little bit of change here and there, but not enough for me to logically be like, okay, this is your person. Okay. And then this has happened before as well. The pattern of someone cheating or acting not so great and you kind of holding on and a lot of promises that aren't kept. Okay. So I love that you're asking, how does this connect to childhood or my past? Because pretty much everything does. <laughs> I shouldn't mm-hmm. say everything. I shouldn't use as- absolutes, but a lot of mm-hmm. things really do. So right. I love that you're asking it. So you know, often things aren't, you know, they're not super obvious. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. So like if we had an emotionally unavailable parent, we go for emotionally unavailable people. If we had a parent that was an addict, we go for addicts. It can be that obvious, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little more subtle and it's more based on the feelings. So Tell me how this pattern makes you feel. Like, how does it feel to be in a relationship when someone lies to you or when someone makes false promises or someone isn't being consistent or honoring with their word? What does that feel like? It makes me feel very uneasy. I think it creates a lot of anxiety for me, mm-hmm. especially because like, I feel like I offer those things in a relationship. And when it's not reciprocated back to me, I'm just like, why? Like it leaves me questioning and just like trying even harder and harder. Like, well, maybe if I do this, it'll get better. Or maybe if I, you know, try this situation, things will turn out the way that I thought that they would, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't usually happen that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what does, so could we say the feeling is anxiety? Um, yeah, it does make me very anxious. Mm -hmm. What other feeling words would you use? Makes me almost feel like not good enough, sad. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel really down. Mm -hmm. Almost really angry, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because again, I feel like, yeah. And if we were to put that not good enough in a feeling, would you say shame? What would you say the feeling is? Okay. Okay. So anxious, shamed, sad, and some anger. So what do those, if you ride those feelings back in time, what does that remind you of? Um, I kind of want to correlate it to my upbringing with my mom. I mean, I guess you consider her a single parent. My dad was there, but he just didn't live in the same household. So I'm just more so like with my mom. And I feel like she was like always on me to be like, you have to get good grades in school. You have to go to college. You have to do this. Like, you know, you have to like have like this perfect life. 
and you need to do all these things right to be able to do it. And I felt like I was always like trying to like people please her in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do it correctly, I felt like almost as if like, oh, okay, you're in trouble or oh, just just wasn't good enough mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it kind of brings me back to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so again, if we were to look at the feelings and the way you felt a lot of the time around your mom, how would you describe that in feeling words best you can? Again, very anxious, I think. Mm-hmm. And also just kind of scared if I did mess up and disappointed in myself if I, again, wasn't, I didn't meet the standard of what it was she was looking for. Mm-hmm. Very similar, like what you said, kind of like shameful, like why, mm-hmm. why wasn't I able to do that? Well, and, and even like, why wasn't I enough? Like, why am I not mm-hmm. enough as I am? So can you yeah. see that you might have felt a sense of rejection from mom? Hmm. Yeah. I would have never thought of it like that. No. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put yeah, thoughts into your mind, but uh, does that resonate? No, it does. It does resonate. Like, I, it wouldn't have initially popped up in my mind, but when you say it like that, yeah, no, it definitely does. Yeah. Because I just see this little girl going, like, why aren't I enough just as I am? Like, what do Mm -hmm. I have to do to make you love me? Right. And that feeling of, like, so wanting to prove yourself and feeling so anxious and unsettled in the dynamic is the same thing that's happening in romantic relationships. So you're attracting people that have the same energetic of mom of making you feel not enough because if someone cheats on us or says they're going to do something and does it, doesn't, we do feel a sense of rejection. We do feel a sense of why am I not enough for you to change? Why am I not enough for you to honor what you're promising? And we personalize it and think something's wrong with us. So if I were to connect the dots, well, before I do, how would you connect the dots between childhood and romantic relationship patterning? I would say pretty much like you said, um, I guess I'm probably seeking that in relationships. Um, seeking what? Um, seeking, I guess, validity or like for somebody to validate how I'm feeling or for somebody to, like you said, accept me for mm-hmm. how I am and what it is that I bring to the table and understand that I am human and you know sometimes I do mess up and I might not get it perfectly but I'm I don't want to be shamed for that right yeah that's kind of how I would connect it and to feel really accepted to feel like Mm -hmm. you could just be loved for you yeah which is a very reasonable desire Mm -hmm. very very reasonable yeah yeah so is your mom still alive um, no, actually, she's not. Um, she passed away when I was 21. So I'm 26 now. So. Mm-hmm. And what was your relationship like with her when she passed? Um, I felt like we had a pretty good relationship for what it was compared to like when I was growing up. Um, she passed away with cancer. So I was like her only caretaker at the time. And I was kind of there for with her through that process and just kind of helping her. So I felt like we got a lot, like really close at that point. But just in general, I, I've felt very 
isolated from my parents just because they're older. And I was, I'm not the only child, but I'm the baby um, of all of my siblings. And like my oldest sibling is 20 years older than me. So they're all were like Mm -hmm. adults um, when I was like kind of growing up. So Mm -hmm. I always felt kind of isolated and like, I just didn't relate to them. Mm -hmm. So it was just like always kind of, for lack of a better term, awkward for me to kind of like build on a relationship with her. So I wasn't really able to do that until she was like actually dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've heard me say on the show probably many times, there's two deaths of our parents. We have to grieve their physical death and then the death of the ideal, like of what we Mm -hmm. never received. And we will keep dating people that remind us of mom and dad. Again, not outright, like it was a little harder to connect the dots. It wasn't super obvious, but you can Mm -hmm. see now you attract people that make you feel not enough, that you feel not accepted by completely, that you feel they do things that make you feel rejected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the healing opportunity for you is to really step into, let me backtrack, because I really think it's important that you come to your own conclusions on these things. How Mm -hmm. do you think you move through this? What feels like the best next step. And the reason why I'm really empowering you is because part of the pattern with mom was very disempowering. You had to do what she said in the way that she wanted according to her criteria or it wasn't enough. Can you see that? Yes, absolutely. Can you see that you didn't have a lot of power or empowerment in your childhood? It wasn't too frequent that she said, I don't know, Jade, why don't you pick what you want to do or what extracurriculars you want to do or what you want to do for your book report or what college yeah. you want to go to? Can you see how that wasn't, you weren't really empowered with a lot of choice? Absolutely. Now that you're saying that, like, um, she was very, I'm laughing, but I'm just like more of like connecting dots here. Like mm-hmm. she was very strict on me. Like you have to go to this school or like, oh, I know that you want to go here, but as long as you're here closer to me, then you go here. Mm-hmm. Or like you need to, I grew up dancing and I'm a dance teacher now, but growing up dancing, like it wasn't always my passion and she just kind of like forced it on me and I was mm-hmm. like, no, you have to do this and this is the way you'll get through college. And like, yeah, there was barely any room for me to kind of make my own decisions. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why I keep throwing it back to you because can you see how in relationship you also don't feel empowered? You feel Mm -hmm. like you're kind of at the whim of their actions. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why I keep handing it back to you. So what do you sense, feel, or think would be the next step in moving through this and healing? Well, I guess at the surface level with the relationship aspect, I know that the next step should be to you know, get rid of the relationship and kind of break things off with that. Yes. And then kind of get my power back just in life in general. I guess for me, my question is just how do you do that when you're like so emotionally attached? Because again, logically, it makes sense to me. I'm like, no, this is not right. You should not be here. And like even now kind of connecting the dots, it makes sense. But emotionally, I'm like, oh, well, how is this person going to feel if I do that? He's going to be very sad, upset. How's his daughter going to feel? 
because now I have a connection with her and just kind of things like that. Like, I don't know how to separate the two. Okay. So if you were to check in with little Jade Mm -hmm. and ask her how she felt about breaking it off with this guy, what would she say? I feel like it's the best decision Mm -hmm. and it would be a great decision, especially if I eventually would like to find my actual Mm -hmm. partner in life. Um, And I think it would be great with progressing and finding my power again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think little Jade doesn't want to be in relationships anymore that remind her of mom. Yeah. And make her feel disempowered and make her feel like she's not enough. I think she'd like you to be a stand for her. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she cares about him or his feelings. Now, the daughter I'm empathetic to because it's hard when kids have attachments you can have a conversation with her and you can tell her that she's really special to you and that you breaking up with her dad has nothing to do with her and that you love getting to know her and she's really amazing girl and whatever you want to say, like you can, you can have that conversation if that feels appropriate and if you're close enough to her and you have to choose you over anybody else in this situation. Because it's also, you know, and maybe I'm taking it a little too far here, but it's not good for his daughter to see him treat women the way he does and them stick around. Yeah, I would agree. So you're probably teaching her a valuable lesson if she sees you leave. Mm -hmm. Because little kids are very perceptive. Mm-hmm. So even though it might be hard because she might be attached to you, she's seen a woman choose herself, which is a valuable lesson for her to learn. Yeah. So what's the emotion that's coming up now? I think I just feel like a lot of guilt and I just don't want, I, again, I understand that that is what I should do and what I need to do, but I just like, I'm like, am I going to regret that? Or I just am going to feel guilty. And remember I- guilt isn't a feeling. Guilt is a bunch of thoughts, mm-hmm. not actually feeling. So what's, what's the sadness about? Um, I think just kind of, again, how the other person's going to feel. And I know I need to choose myself. I just, I don't know. I don't like making people feel that way. I don't like feeling this way, but mm-hmm. I also don't like for other people to feel like that. Or like, I guess I don't like the idea of me causing that pain to somebody else, you know? So did your mom ever say to you, Jade, I'm really disappointed in you? Mm-hmm. How often? Um, kind of, I would say like half and half. Mm-hmm. Like 50% of the time. Okay, that's a lot. If I had to give a percentage. Yeah. That's one of the worst things a parent can say to a child. Mm-hmm. Because the child then thinks that you, they have the power to make someone feel bad. And again, it's important for a child to learn that we're not jerks to other people. But let's just say you tried really hard at a dance competition and you came in fourth place. And she said, I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah. 
that would not be appropriate. That would not be right. a kind and loving thing to say. But I have a feeling that there were things said like that. So from a very young age, you took on like, I have to be, I can't upset people. I can't disappoint people. It's a bad thing to do. I lose love when that happens. Yeah. So this is another childhood pattern that we're touching upon about you, you honoring you, you making a choice for you and then it being turned on you about how selfish it is and how upset the other person is. Whether you turn that on yourself or someone says it to you directly, you're taking on responsibilities that are not yours. Do you have a responsibility to communicate kindly and honestly? Yes. Mm -hmm. but you are not responsible for his upset. And that's more mom stuff. Yeah. The, the more like you were sort of taught that unless you do things the way she wants you to do them, you're going to upset her. Mm -hmm. And then when that upset would happen, she'd withdraw love and that's super painful for you. So yeah. That's what's actually being triggered. Not, you know, I know you may have feelings for this man, but it's much deeper than this guy. Can you see right. that? I can. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So when that upset comes up, when that, that, those thoughts around guilt come up, and that sadness comes up, you need to tell yourself and tell little Jade, we're not responsible for making sure everyone else is okay. It's okay to do what's true for us. It's okay right. to choose us. It's really okay. Yeah. So now when you feel into ending this relationship, does it feel any different? Yeah. It feels like I'm a lot more capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are. I can kind of separate myself. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be hard, but. Well, let's not affirm it. It may not. It may be different, but it may not have to yeah. be hard. Yeah, different. Mm -hmm. So back to empowering you. That's sort of step one. Completing this relationship, but doing it also without the guilt. Because if you yeah. just end this relationship, but then you have all this guilt and all these feelings come up and you're worried about his upset, you'll just go back. Yeah. And that's what I have a tendency to do, especially like, like I said, we're on and off. So I'm very empowered to do it. Like in the midst of like something happening, like an, a really big argument or something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. But then I'm like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't have said it like that or maybe this, and maybe if I would have tweaked this thing a little bit more, you know, Mm -hmm. and so then that's when I go back right. so I told myself this time I'm like I want to do it with a clear head where it's not triggered by some uproar situation mm -hmm. and where it's just like a, okay I'm making a firm decision a clear decision and you so eloquently said this and this is the difference between reactivity and true empowerment mm -hmm. and part of your healing like you've only been able to make moves out of reactivity but they yes. don't stick because it's not empowering. When we're reactive, we're not empowered. Right. So you're shifting into really making 
an empowered choice, which is amazing. That makes me happy. Yeah, that yeah. makes me really happy. Yeah. So that's the first is ending the relationship, doing it without guilt, without over-responsibility, without going back, really breaking the pattern. And then from there, what's next? Well, I feel like for myself, I need to do a lot of inner work or just like finding myself. I find that for like the past 11 years, it's been relationship after relationship and just like kind of hopping into one. I felt like to kind of satisfy the void of another. So I think for me, I just need a lot of time to myself to kind of explore myself and find out who I really am. Mm -hmm. Because that's a journey in itself right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that's my next step at this point. Yeah. So inner child work would be super helpful. Really Mm -hmm. checking with little Jade. And I would not date for a while. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the plan of action at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe some therapy would be good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Always helpful. Yeah. Always helpful as long as you find a good fit. It's definitely helpful. How it can help is it can can keep you – it's sort of like a personal trainer keeps you on your fitness plan. A therapist keeps you on your therapist, coach, whatever you decide, keeps you on your uh, personal development plan, you know, so that you have someone you're accountable to in those times when you feel yourself wanting to go back and can also help you with the inner child work. I definitely choose someone that um, uh, has inner child work. I'd also... There's two books, Mother Hunger and Discovering the Inner Mother. Both of those books are really good with the mother wound. I would look at that a little bit too and really step into mothering yourself. So you connected dots beautifully. You know exactly what you need to do. You're extremely wise. And I really want you to acknowledge yourself for – how you're really stepping into more self-honoring choices and empowerment. Can you see that? Yes, I can. Yeah. And you're healing and ending this pattern of feeling not enough and feeling rejected. Thank you so much. So thank you to Jade for bringing forward this topic and for your honesty. And what a big step to come on the show after being in a conditioning cycle of feeling really, really judged and feeling like you have to do things a certain way, just want to acknowledge you for taking the big step to be coached on the show. That's really huge. So as you heard, Jade has been in a cycle of these, as she said, broken, toxic relationships on again, off again. And I want to talk about on again, off again relationships. To me, that is a huge red flag. I understand that some relationships need breaks where you take time apart and you work on yourself and then you come back together and then you either decide, all right, we're in this and we're going to work through conflict in the future together or this doesn't work. But the ping ponging on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, mm, big red flag <laughs> that, that the changes, the agreements, that the work that needs to be done isn't really happening. 
and you miss each other. So you come on again, but then the same problems in the relationship come up. And so you're off again. So it's just this ping ponging cycle of neither one of you really changing. So if you're in an on again, off again cycle, I just invite you to turn it off because really it's like I said, it's a red flag. So with Jade, what she was experiencing is that people would promise to change, but there wasn't the consistent change. And she was wondering how that might tie back to some kind of childhood wounding, which is a great question because most things generally do. So, or not even just, we don't have to call it wounding. We can call it experiences. We can call it programming. We can call it things you saw, things you thought, beliefs that were instilled upon you. Not everything is wounding and trauma. It's just, you know, things that happened in the way that you were programmed and the way that you see life based on what happened to you as a child. And when I say child, I'm really talking zero to 18. So with Jade, what I asked her is, what is the feeling that comes up in these relationships? Because when we're thinking about connecting dots to our past, it's not always so obvious. Like, all right, well, I had an alcoholic parent, so I attract alcoholic or addicts as partners. Super obvious on that one. Dots are easy to connect. But with Jade, she's like, I didn't have an on again, off again relationship with my mom. Like what's, what's the wounding? And and even, she even said at the beginning, she had a quote unquote decent upbringing. And often when we have a decent upbringing, we overlook some of the challenges because there's not this huge trauma that really sticks out. So what I asked her was, you know, how do you really feel in those relationships? And it was anxiety, sad, shame, anger, just feeling really unsettled. And when I asked, okay, okay, let's ride that feeling back in time. And what does that remind you of? Boom, there was a connection. And I remember when I was getting my master's degree from USM, University of Santa Monica in spiritual psychology, we would have weekends, every weekend, we would do something called the healing of memories. And we'd work on different age stages. And how we were taught to heal things from certain age stages is bring up a current feeling in our life that is disruptive, is not getting us where we want to go, so on and so forth. And we'd ride that feeling back in time to what does that really remind us of from that age stage? And that would help us really learn how to connect the dots. So that's always a technique I use when there isn't a direct correlation, but we ride that feeling back in time. And what we got to is it's mom. It's the sense of rejection that she felt from mom. My word, not hers, but she really resonated with it because if we think about how a kid's going to feel when nothing they do is enough, they don't feel good enough, they feel like they're disappointing their parents, they're going to feel a sense of rejection. Her mom was really strict and she also didn't empower her a lot. Jay didn't get to make really any of decisions on her own. So in relationship, she's going to be more in that submissive, complacent place. She's going to be more in that anxious attachment style because she's consistently waiting for the other person to approve of her, to validate her. And she's walking on eggshells because she doesn't want to upset them. She wants to make sure she does the right thing. So she's really not empowered in relationship. And then therefore she's not going to really attract a super healthy relationship. So my coaching to her was really to empower her and ask her, okay, what do you think you should do? And first thing she said is I got to end this relationship, which was very, very, very wise (laughs) because I agree. And then it was really about doing her inner work. And then the emotion came up. And she thought the emotion was guilt, but I don't think it was guilt. Guilt really isn't an emotion. I think what was happening is that that part of her that's so scared to lose love was like, but if I upset someone, I'm going to lose love. I'm going to lose validation. I'm going to lose, 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 lose. So that sadness, that fear of loss was really coming up. So 
she's got to get little Jade on board who wants to end this relationship and really work with herself on becoming empowered and finding her self-worth and knowing she's enough and knowing that she is not responsible for anyone else's upset. And that's really the biggest takeaway I want all of you to take away today is that you're not responsible for how other people feel. Now, that is not a permission slip to be a jerk. I'm not saying, well, you can just say whatever you want to people and if they get upset or they have hurt feelings, that's their problem. (laughs) I'm talking about when you make self-honoring choices and you really like honor your truth. Again, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I was just speaking my truth, but they were really being jerks with no consideration for the other person. But her saying, hey, this relationship is just not right for me is not being a jerk. That's her speaking her truth. And that version of speaking our truth, we can really stand in. We are not responsible for how someone else is feeling. And remember, when we take responsibility for other people's feelings, that people-pleasing thing is really selfish and self-protective. We're more concerned about how we can't deal with the discomfort of their upset than we really are about their upset. So we got to be honest with ourselves about that as well. So for Jade and for all of you, if you're in a toxic relationship or a broken relationship or just a relationship cycle of on again, off again, really think about the consistent feelings that come up, ride those feelings back in time, ask what does it remind you of, and then deal with that. So for Jade, she doesn't need relationship coaching. She doesn't need to go to couples counseling with this dude. She needs to heal the mom wound, that feeling of never feeling good enough for her own mother. That's a huge owie. Not feeling good enough for a parent, feeling like you constantly have to do what they need you to do, become some version that they want you to become. Ow, that's big. So if this is pushing any buttons in you, if any emotion is coming up, ding, 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 there's an owie there for you, right? There's some healing. There's something to explore. So I encourage you, like really don't look to, okay, how do I fix this broken relationship? How do I get back with my on again, off again relationship? Look at the primary relationship that really kind of put this pattern into place because that's where you'll find the most transformation. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.